0: Welcome, everyone. we got another episode of Devil's Army Cast for you. Today's episode 35. Me, James, and Chris, the the duo, as always. What up? You guys should be listening to this episode on January 28th, which is Thursday, the day of the Devil's next game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, Episode 35, like I said... Corey Schneider episode we'll call it that before that I was looking back there was just a couple uh, mm-hmm. different backup goalies that wore. Keith Kincaid actually wore it the first time he came up um, ready for this name Yan Danny oh my goodness that's a throwback yeah he wore it for a little bit so yeah episode 35 <laughs> Corey Schneider episode let's get into it starting off with some current news then we got game recaps from this past week we're going to talk about the Devils win over the Islanders Devils loss against the Flyers After that, we'll do a little trending up, trending down, talk about a couple guys that impressed us, didn't impress us so much those two games. Got game previews. We're going to talk about the next three games, which is the Flyers game, hopefully the day you guys are listening to this. Then they have a back-to-back on the 30th and 31st against the Sabres. We'll preview those games. After that, just a couple bar-down bets, and then we'll close around out. So, Hurt News. Decent bit of news since last time we talked to you. I know the last podcast we spoke about Pierre-Luc Dubois possibly getting traded, and there was news around the, all the spots that he was possibly going to. That came to the head, uh, head pretty quickly. He ended up getting sent to Winnipeg for a package that include Jack Rosalick, who's been kind of disgruntled over there. Um, he, he's kind of – I don't know if he ever demanded a trade, but it was looking that way, and then Patrick mm. Bonney was also in that deal. Um, there's also a draft pick, I think, going back to the Blue Jackets in this trade. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a draft pick somewhere, but I mean, overall, it, it's funny because you all know I'm a big stats guy, and the stats supposedly like this trade for the uh, for the uh, for the Jets getting Pierre Luc Dubois because he's like mm-hmm. a really solid forward. So, I mean, I, I like this deal more for Winnipeg. Um, yeah. It's, mean, it's, it's definitely I'm a deal that's too early it's to tell
1: who, who's going to win. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> I, I think both sides get stuff that they need. Um, you know, adding Dubois, that's a solid center depth that they have there up in Winnipeg now. I mean, you're talking about Paul Stastny on your third line. And then in Columbus, you know, line A, we know he's talented. Just issues in Winnipeg. Um, Roslevic, I think I might need to be fact-checked on this, but I think he's actually from like the columbus or ohio area so it's kind of like a coming home for him uh and i think they signed him to an extension as well uh, yes that's shortly after right after the Um, trade so two pretty talented guys but how do they fit in towards his system you know um it's a little too early to decide who really wins the trade but i do think both sides got what they needed um players that needed a change of scenery got their change of scenery and they didn't give up nothing in that process for either side
0: yeah so rosalik you're correct he is from columbus ohio and i'm assuming you saw the same thing i did where uh, i think it was a gm of the jacket said no one has as much respect as uh, for columbus and this kid does like that did you see mm-hmm. that weird little quote yeah <laughs> but anyway um, I, I meant to say before I like this trade a lot for the Jackets getting uh, Line and Rostovic. Rostovick struggled a little bit. At Winnipeg. He's still young. He has the tools there to be a solid player. He's shown flashes. Think a change of scenery is going to help him. Line is great. Lacks a little defensively, but he's a great goal scorer. Um, Pierre Luc Dubois is a great player though. He, he's a hell of a hell of a center. So, like Chris said, both teams getting kind of what they need, but I'm leaning towards liking this trade more for Columbus at the moment other news Jim Rutherford actually as of today when we're recording this the general manager for the Pittsburgh Penguins actually resigned and he cited personal reasons the reason why I think this is kind of important here is now I could just be spitballing here and this could be all of nothing but um, so Friedman's thirty-one thoughts, either last week or two weeks ago, explained how uh, Devil's GM Taunton Fitzgerald is actually on a one-year deal, which I didn't know. Just kind of a weird thing. They only signed him to a one-year deal for the GM position, and for whatever reason, Friedman mentioned Pittsburgh possibly pursuing Fitzgerald at the end of his contract. I don't know how true that would be because if the Devils want to retain them, I'm sure they'll do everything to retain him. Mm-hmm. Fitzgerald, if you guys aren't aware, spent most of his career with the Penguins before moving over to the Jersey in a front office role. So that's that's the little connection there. I, I thought that was a little interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Par- part of the team there as well. He played. And um, I think he was a part of Shiro's staff, maybe a little bit. Um, he was. He was. Yeah. He was Shiro like a- Roy, I'm over. He was like an assistant or something. Uh, wasn't like a general manager role or anything like that. But he was like an assistant coach or something, or assistant like player development or something. Yeah,
0: something weird like that. But so to kind of like bring that together, Friedman also mentioned. I don't know if it was this week or last week. He said that. John Chaka. It's John his first name? The external manager yeah, uh, for the... Uh, John Chaka, I think. Chaka. Is his name. So, former general manager for the Arizona Coyotes. Actually, I, don't, I think it was Jim. He didn't have full control over there, so I don't know what exactly his title was. Big analytic guy. He was... I don't know if you guys recall, but the whole fallout with the Yotes... Um... The combine fought with them losing picks, and he supposedly talked to a team when he wasn't supposed to talk to a team. That team is indicating that's the New Jersey Devils. Didn't ever get confirmation on that. But recently, when the Devils were allowed to, they actually sent a private jet out to pick him up, and they talked to him, the Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment Corporation. It's been rumored for a while that that group wants to take Chaka, Chaka in has like an overseeing of all the sports teams they own. They have, uh, I believe the crystal palace soccer team over in England, the devils, I think they just bought something. The Steelers too. Yeah. I think they have a minority
1: stake in the, yeah, they own the Sixers. They have a minority stake in the Steelers. I think it's like a very small percentage.
0: Mm-hmm. So Chaka is a really, really big analytics guy. So maybe Harris Blitzer wants him to oversee everything. But I just think it thought it was kind of funny how maybe Fitz goes to Pittsburgh. Chayka, I don't know. There's a lot of moving parts there. We'll yeah, see what I would happens. I
1: prefer Fitz to stay here. I'm not really so <laughs> into the idea of Chayka coming in here um hey i wouldn't
0: mind it big analytics guy he knows he's uh the thing in arizona i know a lot of people snap reactions like oh no way no way he did terrible in arizona he didn't have full control over in arizona um uh, i mean i'm not saying he did a good job bad job over there or whatever but like chris said i'd rather Fitzgerald just stay stay here Mm -hmm. he's showing some good things but exactly yeah just something to keep your eye on worth mentioning you know next up devil's got some good news Jesper Bratt has been removed off the COVID list as of what's today? Wednesday now <laughs> don't get your hope up, hopes up yet so I'd be very very surprised if he plays um, in the Flyers team Friday maybe we see him over the weekend because he hasn't skated in at least a few weeks now he hasn't mm. played in the hockey game in over a year
1: probably be so, sheltered limited minutes in his first couple yeah, games unless he really you know,
0: looks good and they yeah, want to I push would, him. <laughs> I would not plan on him playing, though, right away. Um, I don't know how many games will sit out. He needs to practice with the team and all that fun stuff. But, hey, who knows? So as for the rest of the Devils-related COVID list, Mackenzie Blackwood remains on the list. I believe, don't quote me on this, from the day he got placed on the list, he has to be on that list. If he tested positive for COVID, we're not saying he did. But Mm -hmm. if he did, it would be 10 days mandatory quarantine from that day. So I believe when I checked this out a couple days ago, the earliest he'd be able to return is February 1st. And that's just the earliest. So he may need more recovery after that conditioning. So we still Mm got to wait here for Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, the reason why I said I think but like not to speculate is after one of the games, Scott Wedgwood kind of slipped and he was quoted saying like, you never know entering the season when one year goalie's going to get COVID and the other goalie's going to retire. So people think he might've slipped and that would have indicated, but like we've said multiple times, we don't want to speculate anything. We don't know what's really going on, but we just got to mm-hmm. wait and see here. So as for the rest of the COVID list, still no Aaron Dell and still no Sammy botman. Which means they're still working through their visa stuff. I mean, the Arundel one confuses me a little bit because that happened how long ago now? Um, mm-hmm. He's gonna have to quarantine, I believe, seven days from Canada. So whenever he hops on that list, it's gonna be another week before we see him in the Devils' uniform. So has got those sick
1: pads, though. He I don't does. know if you got a chance to see those. Those they're are cool. nice.
0: He's waiting to use them. (laughs) Can't use them yet. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Votman's not on the list either, so that's still something to keep an eye on. Man, these visas, man, they take a while, huh? Yeah. So, that's all the news I've seen. Chris, did you see anything this past week you wanted to talk about or I may have missed?
1: No, I think we covered all the big topics. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Did I see something that said San Jose might be able to play at home soon?
0: I have no idea. You could have. Maybe.
1: I, I think I might have seen some. Don't don't hold me to it, but I think I might have seen something that said I, I, I they're I potentially close
0: where to the playing heck are at they home. Playing right now?
1: I forget <laughs> with with the way this season's like laid out and how it's all over the place. Like fourteen games one night, two games the next. It's hard to kind of keep track of everything.
0: They just got smacked seven three. Oh yeah, San Jose Sharks set date for return to the SAP Center. I want to know where the heck they're playing right now.
1: Yeah, I, I completely forgot that I saw that. Um, and I think it was just them, too. Like, Anaheim and L.A. are still playing in California, right?
0: Okay, um, sorry, but uh, I was reading an article. The shirts announced Wednesday that while they will still play the Vegas Golden Knights at Gill River Arena, so they're playing at Arizona right now. Uh, okay. But um, I'm sorry, what'd you say? It, it, Anaheim and L.A. are
1: still playing in California, yes, right? Yes, they are.
0: Yeah. They are it's just San Jose. Um they as I said the article says that they'll be returning home soon though. So mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. Good uh, good catch, Chris. Um all right, moving on now. Devils game recaps. First game, January 24th at the Devils first shutout of the year defeated New York Islanders 2-0, and probably their most complete game they played this year. Mhm. It was uh, very impressive. It was. It was very nice. The the scoring was quick, and then it stopped. So there was two goals in period one. Jack Hughes with an absolute laser snipe on the power play over the shoulder of Ilya Sorokin. After that, I think think it was was a short time after that, Pavel Zaka put home a goal, and it was set up by a beautiful passing play by Nikita Gusev. As soon as I saw that, I was like, man, those two definitely needed that. So that was good for both of them. Uh, Ty Smith tallyed an assist on both of those goals so he extended at his time his five game point streak to start the season, whatever that number was. Mm-hmm. Overall yeah, shots was, were... Go it
1: ahead. was five, I think. I think it was five games. Mm-hmm.
0: So overall shots were 28-24 in favor of the Islanders. Mr. Scott Wedgwood impressed. Um, sh- silenced the haters there for a game. Uh, he Registered the t- uh, shutout, 28 to shutout. Sorokin struggled. Um, again, that was the second start of the season, the start before that got lit up. I mean, he wasn't awful, but he didn't look too comfortable there. He got the yell. Overall, like I said, most complete game of the season for the Devils. They controlled periods one and two pretty well. Period three was a little bit lean towards the Islanders, but that's just expected given the score of the game. Um, He's just absurd in that game once again, showing, yep. his, showing his stuff. Kulkov uh, was great. I'll talk a little more, more about Demetri Kulkov here shortly. And we got... First game this season for Nick Merkley, who entered the lineup for Jesper Go God, Chris, you could talk. Yeah, so us. I mean,
1: it was a it, it was an impressive game to watch. Um, that this time, you know, Wedgwood actually has time to prepare, like he would for a starting uh, role, since it was kind of like last minute. You know, you know, like hey, you're starting against the Islanders beforehand. Um, I thought it was a solid performance uh, uh, all around. Um, there was a short bit of scoring. Um, but the devils, like you said, they played a complete game. Um, Jack Hughes just keeps, he, he's here. I mean, Hey, that goal he scored was, uh, I don't know if you saw it. They, they didn't know how to play that because of the way that he was coming in. He could have passed or he could have shot It, it. They didn't know what to respect. And they ended up choosing to respect the pass. And that's when he just wired it. Um, and good for Zaka and, you know, Gusev getting, getting that going, getting getting some offense going there. Um, definitely was not expecting a shutout. Uh, good for Wedgwood. Um, those are basically my main takeaways.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, the Hughes I don't know if you noticed when you watch that goal closer Travis Zajac it's on the power play and Zajac's middleman middle man on the power play and he kind of like I don't know who the defender is but he kind of like takes the defender stick with his stick and hooks it a little bit so the defender can't get his stick out in the shooting mm-hmm. lane of Hughes and Hughes rifles it home. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly don't play that's blame a play right there yeah I don't blame him for taking the pass away from Hughes because he's an electric passer and his shots. Even I mean, it's basically pick your poison. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Hughes' shot still has some work to do, but it was definitely on the display there. So it was, it was good there. Um, yeah, I think that's all for that game. So moving on now. More than not as impressive game. Definitely the second game here. This was a roller coaster. It was just a messy, gross game. I mean, we Um,
1: said like the Flyers are just unpredictable and all over the place. That was basically this game.
0: It was. The Flyers, man, (laughs) they're just a wild card. They've been rough this year, too. I know they have a winning record now or whatever, but they've not been great this year. Anyway, Anyway, 5 3 game. Flyers end up taking this one. 5 3. Um, Goddamn penalty kill man it's brutal so the scoring two straight flyers power play goals periods one and two so it was one nothing in the first intermission they score again early in the second period make it two nothing both really nice reflections from james van reams like he does what he does the i don't know if it was the first goal or the second goal was a result of a penalty that was just an awful call it was a jack hughes goaltender interference penalty that hughes just got ran into the goalie and he didn't even really touch him so, one, he was pushed in by a Flyers player. And two, he barely even touched him. So it was just a bad call. Either way, Devil's got to kill the uh, penalties. Can't blame it on the refs. Um, Devil exploded in period two. They answered back, duped everyone into thinking that they had a chance in this game. Um, Michael McLeod finally gets rewarded for his good play this season. First period. Barely. Goal. barely. <laughs> Squeaked through. <laughs> Yeah, Travis Zajac. Man, Travis Zajac, he's he's doing some, he's something else this year. Uh, Timping off a pretty Andres Janssen play. Andres Janssen was a very good mm-hmm. player in this game. He was probably the Devil's best player in this game. Good to see you there. Fortunately, the Flyers had scored New Jersey 3 1 in period 3. Um, other one was just a bizarre goal. Um, Wedgwood. I really don't know what he was doing on that one. <laughs> but it was, it was the goal. Yeah, it was, where, uh, uh, it Drew, was definitely unorthodox. So, yeah, Drew, with his patience, found Nolan Patrick, but Wedgwood did not play that one good. Overall, Wedgwood wasn't great in this game. Um, it's not like it was. all. I, I feel like that's the story of Wedgwood so far, besides that Islanders game, is he hasn't been good, but he hasn't been terrible. I don't know. Anyway, um, Zaka ended up with a garbage time goal, so that's two goals and two games there. He's getting it going a little bit. Um, Nick Merkley got his first point of the season on that one. Made it 5 3, and that's where we ended. That were once again outshot, as always, it feels like. Uh, I think they've only had the shot advantage of one game this year 31 26 for the shots. New Jersey took 10 penalties, the Flyers only had two. I know you don't want to blame the rest, but I mean, the rest are not good in this game. Not the reason why the Devils lost, but the refs did struggle in this
1: Yeah, it doesn't help when you're basically playing the first half of, what was it, the second period, 5-on-4. Um, I, I remember watching them, and it, it literally got to that point with, like, 10 minutes in the second period. I'm like, have we played, like, any 5-on-5 five five this period? Because it was just, like, you kill a penalty, and then, like, 30 seconds later, there's another call. Um. And then, uh, obviously, the, the, I'm sure the most frustrating part, um, and I had Flyers fans you know, messaging me uh, to make it even better. <laughs> um, the It's not that the Flyers took the lead. It's how the Devils hit three posts on grade A scoring chances, two of which could have taken the lead. And that is how the Flyers scored to take the lead. It was it was a very unorthodox play um Wedgwood I think just lost his crease a little bit um you know trying to stay in front of the puck as best he can um it was it was definitely a bizarre sequence to watch but it it happens um yeah that that was my biggest takeaway and um I'm honestly, I, I thought this was a good game for the Devils, even even though they lost. It's good to see that we could we could keep pace with the Flyers. I, I thought for most of that game, um, we didn't like dominate at all, but we were we were keeping with them and we were able to come back. Um, granted, they didn't have Carter Hart in. we didn't have Mackenzie Blackwood in, so I'm sure things will be totally different, you know. Both next game, I'm sure Hart will be back in if he's back to being the Hart he was last year, and then also when Blackwood comes back down the line when we play him again. But uh, I, I felt like my concerns about potentially being outmatched a little by Philly were,
0: yeah. Well, the Brian Elliott's actually been really solid this year. He's been better than Carter Hart. Carter Hart's been a disaster. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll the Devils will see him when they play the Flyers um, tonight if you guys are listening to this on Thursday. But Last thing, what do I want to say here? So, I don't know if you're talking about this point, but there was a point in this game, as Chris mentioned, I almost hit like four posts in this game, it's mm-hmm. just unreal eager Sharandovich breakaway hits the pipe then they go on the other end and score power play goal so i think that was the second goal of the game and then chris was referencing another point where the devils hit the pipe and they went down and took the lead or something so it was just a weird game man both johnson
1: and severson hit posts on grade a scoring chances these weren't like fluke shots that like hit the post it was like they beat everything clean
0: Yeah, it, it was just a weird game. So that was three total pipes the Devils hit. Uh, Brian Alex has been solid this year. He wasn't too good in this game, but Ty Carter Smith also Albinger.
1: almost kept his point streak going.
0: Oh, almost! Forgot to talk about him. He
1: almost. Was awful. He almost kept it going. That that Travis Zajac goal. If Zajac didn't get the tip on it, and the goal had gone to Janssen from the original shot, Smith would have had the secondary assist.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean Smith was not good. This game, he had the just brutal turnover that made this game 3-2. Um, he tried backhanding the puck after a pass in the, mm-hmm. behind, like by the left circle in his own zone. Went right to a flyer player, put it past Wedgwood. Um, Ty Smith's definitely his defensive struggles. You're starting to see him more and more. His defense this year has been great. This game, it was really not good. And I think that has a lot to do with he's, who he's playing with. We didn't get any practices today. So we don't know what the lineups are gonna look like until I'm assuming tomorrow, game day. So hopefully they change the defensive pairs. So I'm cool with the forwards they were rolling. They actually changed yeah. um, the forwards group in this game. So by the end of the game they were rolling Gusev, Hughes, Palmieri, line one, Quoken and Zayjak Janssen who had a lot going that three those three. Very mm-hmm. solid game for those three as a line to Wood McLeod bash in the meat line very good that, line that was a fun line to watch out there and then Sharon Zaka Merkley was like a makeshift fourth line I want to mm-hmm. see those lines again um but change the deep pairings for me please I beg I can't <laughs> watch Matt Tennyson anymore he, he's awful. and it's hurting Ty Smith at this point I mean like I said Ty Smith defensively is it's it's a mess right now and he needs to be with someone who could help him out there
1: for those of you listeners who, who don't know, James is the president of the Matt Tennyson fan club.
0: There's a lot of people in the fan club, though. I mean, it's... It's not just me. I, it's not like a quirky opinion I have. There's a lot of people acknowledging the fact that Ty, or Matt Tennyson is not getting the job done and he's not a good partner for uh, Ty Smith. Yeah. I mean, you,
1: but, you, you dive deeper into it with the analytics. I usually just rely on what I see on the ice. And there's definitely times where analytics can piece together things you don't see necessarily uh, from just watching. So... Uh, I, I do believe your arguments are based in facts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and the eye test too, and I feel like I've said this a hundred times. I'm sure people are sick of me saying it, but you, you just watch it, man. Ty Smith, Matt Tennyson, they're always penned in on their own end. The only times they're not is Ty Smith's getting assists, which is great. And His offensive production is unreal, and he's so silky smooth. Great ozone. for me in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, he looks great offensively. He's been electric in that end and don't get me wrong uh, I totally acknowledge that it's just a defensive game needs help and Matt Tennyson as a partner is not helping that out anyway uh, what else from this game like I said Anders Johnson best game of the season so far good to see from him Uh, 11 shot attempts 4 while he was on the ice 2 against that's a great ratio best on the Devils highest expected goal 2 on the Devils this game Kula, Kyle Perrin man they're one of the from an analytical standpoint, and I'm sure you could, when you watch these guys play, mm. um, they're one of the better pairings in the whole NHL right now. That's yep. crazy as that sounds. So, has a very P. solid Subban, pairing. Yeah, P.K. Subban, Matt Murray, or Matt Murray, Ryan Murray pairing struggled this game, especially Subban. He had two silly penalties, but it was not a good game for Subban and Mr. Murray. Okay. Anything you want to add here before we move on? I think we covered everything from this one.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm just more. I'm more confident going into this second game with the Flyers. Um, I felt like we kept very good pace with them, uh, even though it was back and forth and it was a wacky game. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next the next one against them.
0: Yeah, it should be a good one. Um, we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. We're doing our little trending up, trending down segment. Chris, give me a couple players trending up or have performed well these past couple games.
1: So, uh, Jack Hughes obviously is staying at that, at that list right there. Um, I liked what I saw from Andreas Johnson last game. He was very noticeable, uh, before the Flyers game, you could say Wedgwood cause I wasn't expecting a shutout. Um, maybe a little bit lower on the, <laughs> the, the list now. um, and then the, the fourth line just, just keeps us doing it. Um, I mean, we saw it with McLeod and Bastion with Wood. They're they're generating chances and playing solid defense. Um, those are the guys I would see as trending up.
0: Yeah, so who I have here? Janssen's on my list as well. Like I said, last game, he had by far best game of the year. One of the better devils mm-hmm. forwards in that game. Yeah. Michael McLeod, first career goal. He keeps on, keeps on doing his thing, showing that he belongs, finally seeing something out of the... Uh, what was he? 15th overall? 14th overall? Somewhere in there? Could be wrong. Travis Ajax, man, he does not look like a... How old is he now? 36-year-old centerman? Yep. Is Ajax 36? That's a guess. I'll, I'm I'll, I'll pretty good check age you real quick. Uh, what else? Demetri Kulkov has been... great. <laughs> the devil's as crazy as it sounds. He's probably... Him and Sieverson man, they're having a great season, so good signing there with cool call. Hopefully he keeps it up. That's all I have for the the trending up part. Or you can see Pablo Zaka too. Two goals, two games, kinda of putting stuff together. He hit a pipe. Um, had another great A scoring chance. Story of his career not being able to finish, but he's looking good recently.
1: I will give it to you, James. Ajack is thirty five according to Wikipedia, but his birthday's in May. So if the Devils, you know, get some postseason action
0: what I say, 36? Yep, you said 36. Yeah, I'm pretty good guessing ages. Anyway, um, trending down. I uh, The penalty kill as a whole has been trending down this whole season, and it continues to do that. Ranks 30th in the NHL. Want to guess who the only team worse than the Devils are this year in the penalty kill, Chris? Rangers. No. Um, Mr. John Hines, Nashville uh, Predators.
1: Nashville. So.
0: Yeah, that is, 30th that is very surprising. In the NHL. Well, John Hines, you know. I just mean with that decoy they have in Nashville, that's surprising. Yeah. I agree. Ranked 30th in the NHL Devils. This is at only a 65.2% kill rate. That is not going to get the job done, folks. Um, two more goals against Against the Flyers, and it just does not look good. Even if they get out of it unscathed, they were pinned in their zone for at least a minute 30 of it. So just not good there. Uh, Ty Smith, like I said, offensively he has been terrific, but his defensive woes has continued here a little bit. Hopefully, Lindy Ruff pairs him with someone that would help him out there. I mean, at this point, <laughs> will butcher Ty Smith. I know people are like, oh my god, no way. That would be a defensive mess. It can't be worse than it is right now. Um I know Dmitry Kulkov wouldn't work handiness, but Kulkov has played his off-hand. That'd be an interesting pairing. Kulkov Smith, Kulkov's really reliable defensively. Umerson Smith is one that I've always enjoyed. I want to see there. Um Igor Sharon looks good mm. in terms of his speed and stuff. He flashes, but in his own zone, he he's reliable defensively to a point. It just comes those silly passes he sometimes makes and turning over the puck. Um And he also did get demoted into a type of a fourth-line role, which nothing against him, I think, fits his skill set better. I don't know how realistic a jump from a bottom-line penalty killer in the AHL to a KHL goal-scoring legend to a top-line role in the NHL was. So I think a bottom-six role fits Sharongovich better. Hopefully he gets figured out a little bit. But yeah, those are just a couple things here. I guess you could say P.K. Subban, he had a brutal game, but other than Mm. that game, he's been okay this year.
1: Yeah, my my main two were, um, Sharon Govich and Gusev, but they're not like free falling in this category. They're you know they're they're closer to the neutral slash trending up section. If we were to put this on like a graph of like yeah. an <laughs> absolute nose <laughs> versus uh being all the way up, yeah. uh, they're they were a little bit concerning to watch, but I think they're close to trending back up. So
0: yeah, I, not a f- I, complete free fall. Gusev has looked a little better. He was on my like trending down as deep as you can go list last episode, but he mm-hmm. has looked a little better, and we saw it when he got promoted to that first line alongside Jews and Paul Mary. Yep. But, um. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think we all, all we have here. You want to talk about any more players here before we move on to the uh, game previews for these next two games?
1: Um, I mean, I didn't put Wedgwood in either category because,
0: yeah, you know, it.
1: you could say for one game, he was absolutely trending up. Uh, you could say for another game that may be trending down a, a tiny bit. So, you know, leave, leave it to the side, get a couple more games in before making a accurate assessment there.
0: Fair enough. Um, all right, we'll move on to these game previews. We're going to technically preview three games, but it's, uh, two different opponents We're going to start with the second game of the Flyers. Two-game series, if you want to call it. It's in Newark still. Entering the game on, when was that game? Last night, which was Tuesday night. The Flyers had the worst 5v5 stats of any team in the league, and they were really struggling. They kind of struggled again, 5v5 against the Devils. I wouldn't say the Devils were the better team, but they were both meh at 5v5. Devils need to capitalize on this against the team that ranks 31st in the nhl and every five mm. five stat, they need to be better at even strength and they gotta stop taking penalties the, literally the only thing the flyers have done well this year is their power play yeah Doubles gave it to them nine times last game and they paid for it or eight times um you're gonna see carter hart he was confirmed so far this year mr hart has a, a 88.8 save percentage not yep, good. i felt that in fantasy Goal against average is 4.18. Also not good. Knowing the devil's luck, this will be the game he figures it out and shuts them out. But you know what? Let's hope that doesn't happen. Just got to pepper help. him with shots. <laughs> yeah. Which is something the devil struggle with. And so do the Flyers. <laughs> um, I believe I had to watch the uh, Flyers broadcast. Flyers and answers ain't too bad. It's the, it's the Phillies now. It's just I'm not a big fan of. But living mm. in Philly, when my teams play, Philly I can't stream with MLB TV and NHL TV I gotta deal with the announcers but Flyers yeah. announcers aren't bad and they made it a point to say that both these teams Devils and Flyers give up the most shots in a game um, on average and yeah so not good there uh, Devils just really need to reshuffle their D pairings if they reshuffle their D pairings correctly Wedwood plays okay I think they could take this one but we'll see yeah. Anything
1: you want to add here? No, I, I think you, you hit everything exactly on the head. Um, Thanks. Carter Hart is coming into this game to start. I think it's imperative that the Devils absolutely test him as much as they can. Uh, don't let him get into any kind of groove. Um, he's going to bounce back, but we would prefer that not to be against us um, <laughs> since we're kind of one of the more surprising teams in this division so far this year. Um, that That's just my biggest key to next game is just get out you know gas pedal all the way down from puck drop you know don't let carter hart settle in get comfortable um he can do that against another team not against us
0: <laughs> yeah let's let's hope so, that doesn't happen against the devils but yeah i always like it losing to the flyers makes me mad it makes me a lot more angry if they lost to like Islanders, or even the Rangers, I just hate losing to the Flyers. I hate the Flyers. Yeah. So hopefully they get to the second I, I just can't game. stand losing to
1: Philly teams in general. So. <laughs> All right. So.
0: Alright. They have a back-to-back. First back-to-back of the season for the Devils, right? Yeah. Um, They play yep. at Buffalo on the 30th and 31st. This game's up in that city, Buffalo. Um, Key Banks Arena, I think they call it. Anyway. Buffalo, as of we're recording this, I don't know if they play tonight. I doubt it. They then might. They are. They play tomorrow night. Sorry. It's got a million thoughts going on here. They're three, three, and one currently on the season. Surprisingly, they're one of the better five v five teams in the league so far this year. They're not generating a ton offensively, a ton offensively, but believe it or not, their expected goals against per sixty is one point five seven. So, on average. At 5v5, they're expected to give up a goal and a half at even strength, which is the best number in the league, lowest number in the league, which surprised the heck out of me. Um, I feel like Buffalo would have been a more offensive team, and so far that's not the case. It's their uh, defense, defensive structure that's helping them out. Their issue has been goaltending. Their 5v5 save percentage this year is 26th. This is between Linus Allmark, who's actually done pretty well. 912 save percentage overall. Carter Hutton's really struggled. 896. I'm assuming we'll see a split of these two. So devils have to capitalize when they see Hutton.
1: Mm.
0: As right, for their offensive production, that Hall Eichel Reinhardt trio is kind of absurd. And whether it's gonna be a subban Murray pairing or whoever is gonna be on them, I would stick Severs and Kulkov on them and just be like, have fun. Hopefully. They shut him down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Olsen's exploded this hockey year, and Stalls at Eric Stahl on their second line. Um, he started out well too. Believe it or not, outside these five players offensively, I don't think they have a forward with more than two points. So it's a very, very top-heavy scoring. They don't got much depth scoring. Yeah, Chris, did you know that Jeff Skinner is skating in a fourth line role for this team currently?
1: Oh boy, that's not good for them.
0: Yeah, what is that <laughs> Ralph Krueger is just being a soccer did you also know this that Ralph Krueger was a soccer coach before he became, or not a soccer coach he worked in a soccer team's. yeah, he was a hockey coach
1: then he became like something affiliated with like the Premier League, right I, I don't know if it's a Premier League or I don't know. I think it was something soccer, like that. Right? <laughs> but, oh man, that is a uh, what's what's that term in business, James? You'd probably know better than me. Not a solid return on
0: investment, right? <laughs> no, I, I guess Jeff not I, mean, I, I, I bet you he's playing fine I, I bet she's just one of those coaches Trying to do that stupid thing Like sending a message type deal and I mean just yeah. being dumb But anyway you I mean
1: I was fully expecting a Jeff Skinner bounce back this year um, I I thought last year was just an off season for him So we'll see he's, Was he's it two getting years paid. ago when he got so, that
0: Absolutely electric start And that's what got him paid And of then course, he struggled last year Contract years baby Yes. Contract years. <laughs> um, who else? Rasmus Dollins in a bottom pairing role right now. So, two players that I would think would not be bottom pairing line guys are right now serving those roles. All right, enough out of me. Go ahead. You can talk about what you about this Buffalo team and preview this game for our listeners, Chris. Yeah, I think
1: Anything the biggest like thing is add? just shutting down that top forward group. Um, it's. You know if they can get it all going it's on paper a dangerous group um we note the devils are you know a little bit better i would believe in terms of the offense this season than past seasons but still not great or phenomenal um i I think that's honestly the the biggest test if you can control those top offensive lines from buffalo you you got a great shot at winning this game and, and taking both games um It'll be interesting to see if we uh, see Comrie for the first time. I think he's just the one that's dressed, right? As, uh, behind uh, yes. Wedgwood?
0: Yeah, so actually some breaking, w- well, breaking news here. Not really breaking news, but I saw Corey Masek at The Athletic actually tweeted that Arendell is en route to New Jersey tonight. Ah. So, so I believe you'll need to go on the seven-day quarantine or whatever it is. So yeah. yes, we will probably see Eric Comrie.
1: Yeah, I would imagine in this teams situation teams with a back-to-back, we'll see Comrie for the first time as well. So,
0: yeah, um, I don't
1: think we're going to see Scott Wedgwood playing back-to-backs here. But yeah.
0: Who knows, man?
1: Yeah, I mean, even, even if Blackwood was in, I feel like yeah, we, would. we, we wouldn't see him playing nope. both games just because there's going to be – it's already a congested schedule. There's going to be a lot of back-to-backs. Um, I'm surprised it took this long for us to have our first set of back-to-backs, but –
0: yeah, I totally agree there. We're not going to see any goalie play uh, two nights in a row. That's why we will see Mr. Carter Hutton, and that's when the Devils it, – it, it's slowly – got to realize here that in order, if you want to even be a uh, hint of competitive, you need to – when you have these like two, three, even four-game sets, you need to win them. It's like baseball now. <laughs> or you got to at least split them. And a yeah. team like Buffalo, you need to take two. Take yep. two with two if you want to make the playoffs. Definitely going to take the one against Hutton. Who knows against Allmark? Allmark's a pretty solid goalie. He started out the year okay. Chris hit it perfect. You need to stop that top line of Hall, Reinhardt, Eichel. So. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know if you want to add anything here. We got the Flyers 128 we talked about, and we got Sabres games 130, 131. So, Chris, do you want to add here uh, anything here before we move on to we go next bar down bets
1: <laughs> nope I, i'm i'm oh, good let's, let's get now. into some bar down bets here james
0: i i jumped the gun because i was just so excited about bar down bets we're uh, going to talk some nhl wide game takeaways and anything we saw that caught our eye gotcha okay um uh, go ahead anything this week in the nhl results players any fun stuff your um, first.
1: i believe nick suzuki is doing pretty well for montreal <clears throat> um, I have them in my Dynasty Fantasy Hockey League. Yeah, I have them in my Fantasy Hockey League, too. That's how I know. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think around the league. What what have we really seen? Um, you
0: saw a 7-3 thrashing of the San Jose Sharks by the Avalanche last night that I won some moolahs on.
1: Yeah, wasn't there, like, another thrashing? Like, didn't uh, Chicago, like obliterate detroit on yes, like national that's television what I want to talk
0: about an <laughs> epic matchup of chicago and detroit they played twice did we talk about this last episode i forget
1: i, I don't think we talked about it because it hadn't we talked about it, the fact that it was scheduled but, but the yes. game hadn't happened
0: yet so it happened and the blackhawks beat the living hell out of the red wings <laughs> in two games remember when me and you both I thought, I think Barn you did burner. too. I know I definitely did that. Um, we we for, for a little bit there, I thought just maybe the Wings were going to be better than the Blackhawks this season. No, I'm not looking that way. Wings yeah. are awful.
1: Not, not as long as they have Kane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess I don't want to talk about Detroit Red Wings too much because they're just a disaster. But I watched the Red Wings-Dallas Stars game last night, and that was one of the worst hockey games I've ever seen in my life. Detroit got on the board first. I believe there was seven minutes left in the first period. It was their first shot of the game. Seven minutes left in the first period scored. They had one shot. Detroit had four at the time. It was 1-0 Detroit. They ended up losing the game in overtime. The shot. There was only like 30 shots in the whole entire game between the two teams. Detroit, I don't think, even hit 20. I feel bad for Thomas Grice and John Merrill. I always feel bad for John Merrill.
1: There's yeah, no Detroit way sucks. that
0: uh, there's
1: there's no way Detroit could lose the lottery twice in a row. Oh,
0: Is it's there? very very possible. <laughs> it's, it's extremely possible. If uh, I well, this draft class this year, I don't know if it matters too much because it's, it's going to be very, more of a dartboard kind of draft. Yeah, it's a very mad draft class. So these are the years usually the Devils win the lottery. So be prepared for that.
1: Well, plus you're not getting as good of scouting with COVID. I mean players in leagues aren't playing as much as normal so you're relying on older information still Um,
0: i mean it's it's not it's even not regarded as that strong of a class even compared to last year which last year i don't think was regarded as that strong of a class either um but anyway shout out to bobby Uh, ryan on detroit though solid uh
1: he's 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 doing pretty well very good to see after what he battled through last year it's just awesome hope he keeps it going
0: yeah, that was someone I was like, no way, Jose, I want to see him in the devil's place. He's doing okay over there. So, sorry, Bobby Ryan. Um, Connor McDavid's unreal. Did you see that goal he scored uh, recently? I don't think I did. It, it was insane. Insane. He has 12 points in eight games, number one, the NHL. Just, he's insane. <laughs> Um, the Central Division is a mess. So I went back and looked at the standings, right? And mm-hmm. believe it or not, I believe every – the standings look how they su- are supposed to right now. Yeah. Besides the Central. It's a mess. And it's because the COVID. That's why it's a mess. So teams in that Dallas division
1: hasn't played any games. Well, either Carolina. Like,
0: they've been in COVID uh, too. Oh, yeah. True, so- true, true. There's three teams in that division that have only played three games, Dallas, Carolina, and Florida. Dallas, Carolina, both COVID issues. Florida played those teams, so they got postponed there.
1: Yeah, I think Florida and Tampa both got the the other end of the stick on that because Florida and Tampa had to play Dallas and Carolina.
0: Yeah, so – There's, in that division, anywhere from three games to seven games played per team. It's a mess right now. But um, besides that, I feel like everything else is going according to plan in terms of teams doing how they're supposed to do. I think the Kings are doing a little bad. Kings and Ducks, that division is a little messy, but it's nothing too crazy. But, yeah, I mean, nothing too wild so far besides that North division. Just with this goal scoring. I mean, the teams that are supposed to be up there are up there. I think right now it's – Toronto Montreal Calgary Winnipeg right now I, I think is that's the same exact order that I picked them to in the finishing
1: I think all of Canada is enjoying that division this year yeah they are I, I, I think Canadians. they are very happy just being able to talk smack with each other in the same division for one year
0: yeah and Canadians talking smack to each other try like yelling at a brick wall I feel like it's not fun yeah <laughs> I I don't know. I've just seen like the the like Maple Leafs and are not they known to have just like fan bases that are just interesting ones, if you know what I'm
1: saying? I'm I'm thinking like Letter Kenny right now. Um shout out to that show. (laughs)
0: But um yeah,
1: I think um in Canada, Leafs fans are sort of the equivalent of like Yankees fans. Yankees fans, Dallas Cowboy fans, Ugh. like like that. Like, that's their kind of, I guess, reputation in, go in Mets. Canada. Yeah, go Mets. Um, <laughs> we, got our, we got our acting GM.
0: Um, and then, are, like, Ottawa Senator fans, like, New York Jets fans? They kind yeah, of just, they're like, they're in a big city, like, city and they're just kind of, like, there? We're here.
1: Because <laughs> cool. Ottawa is actually the capital of Canada, I'm pretty sure. That's, like, where all their uh, government and everything a little, is
0: uh, a little canadian so, geography for you on today's yeah. episode of canadian army cast
1: yeah and then uh montreal has the the you know rich heritage there um what we call them
0: new england patriots fans or pittsburgh steelers type
1: i i would say probably steelers equivalent okay like in terms of the fan base like decades yeah, diehard
0: dynasties
1: uh, yeah it would line up with not
0: too recent though kind of thing you know yeah. you know that's a little talking football in comparison football and hockey fans for you if you have any any uh real football listeners we don't talk about that fake football on this podcast <laughs> well we did earlier today with the uh Ralph kruger talk but anyway um all right anything else you want to add here nhl team-wide players fun stuff are we good? I'm
1: trying to think I don't think I have anything uh, Wasn't there good news On pasta recently For Boston <clears> He's no making clue, some good progression Or something on his hip He could be back ever, soon
0: Ever since you said Something about Boston They've won like Five <laughs> straight I think I, I meant to talk about that they, They've won like You're welcome Four straight town, town. They um, They uh, They won like a game recently Like 8-1 or something stupid I forget what it was But the curse of Chris and Boston something, <laughs> we'll get something going with that anyway um, I think we're good now We can move on a little bar down bets action Yep. Chris believe it or not I went back and someone could call me out on it if I'm wrong if I count all my leans and like official plays I'm five and one
1: so you're saying people should take your word for whatever you say?
0: No. Just, I mean, just I'm just saying it's a little hot right now. <laughs> I, it's a little hot right now. We'll see if it continues. So, this is going to be a couple plays for January 28th. Hopefully, we get this episode out to you before then because the past couple times we haven't been able to. So, it's kind of been off enough. Anyway. For all, for all the listeners know, they think that I hopped on here, recorded it after the game <laughs> happened, and had you edit it in. Trust me, that is not happening.
1: I, I, I can guarantee these picks were made before the events actually Thank you. occurred. Stamp of uh, approval, uh, as, as, as the from... editor,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Um, these picks are for Thursday, January 28th. The Rangers play the Sabres. I like the Sabres money line at minus 122 in that game. Sabres have been really good 5v5. Goaltending issues, especially if Allmark starts. I love the Sabres in that game. Colorado play San Jose again. I like the 60-minute line for them to win in regulation, maybe a little minus one action. The only issue there is, and this has been the case in NCAA basketball too, teams are playing these like back-to-back games, and it feels like they almost always split them, no matter like the skill of the teams. That's something to be weary there. But I do like Colorado a lot in that matchup. They just whooped them 7-2 or 7-3, whatever it was. So, Chris, you like those bets? Do they sound good, Chris?
1: I, I do like them. I'm not sure we what gotta, the uh, what the ramifications are for the bet, but I do like them
0: uh, yeah. in terms of like um, what your odds gotta, and stuff like that are. We battle. gotta get like a hockey stocks segment for you or something. <laughs> Go buy GameStop. This GameStop. I see that on Twitter. Oh, I don't boy, know anything no, about don't stocks. Don't even get into that. So I don't. I don't know the first. That's a, I'm a nightmare.
1: If you're, if you're new to investing, world. do not buy GameStop. Just just don't. <laughs> there you go. Do not buy GameStop yeah. right now. Don't get sucked Chris's, into
0: that. <laughs> Chris's stock corner here making an appearance. It's anyway, a whole um, mess. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all Battle we have. Short for, sellers yeah. versus the internet. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> anyway. Um, Alright, so. We're dropping this, hopefully, the 28th. Thursday, the 28th. Devils play the Flyers that night. Then Devils play the Sabres on the 30th and 31st. We're hoping to record another one for you, maybe on Monday the 1st, and drop an episode next Tuesday. That's when the next time you m- should hear from us. Unfortunately, I know it's probably annoying for you guys. We kind of just dropped these episodes at random times. Well, um keep yeah, you on your toes. That's the next time. Yeah. That's maybe the next time the are from us. is the first, February first. So
1: also disclaimer, GameStop, okay. my that's my opinion. I gotta gotta put that out there. No, oh, back to the back to the Chris's. gotta uh, gotta just throw that in there too. That is my opinion.
0: So back to the Chris's uh, <laughs> stocks corner. Anyway. Um, all right. Anything else you have here, Chris? Let's go devil's related? baby yes sir as always everyone be safe out there and we should talk to you guys again hopefully on february 1st so stay tuned for that